the no mute this time. Wow. You like that, <laughs> huh? Yeah, dude, that song has got to go down in history as the one song that is the most famous and not for the band or anything to do with the song or the band. Why is that? I'm not familiar with the uh, controversy. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Oh, man, I'm in the dark on this one, my man. You don't remember that plastic fish on the little plastic mount that you hung on the wall? Yes. And then when you walked by, it would swing out halfway and say, Take me to the rim. I totally, (laughs) definitely remember that fish, man. It was everywhere. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you were alive in in the early 2000s, you know what I'm talking about. You know that fish. And uh, what happened to that guy? They stopped uh, They stopped selling him, man. It's probably worth a lot of money if you have one that still works at this time. Oh, not at all. They still sell them. You never, you, have you been to a man cave recently? I have not been to a man cave, no. Need yeah, to visit one. these on the north side of our <laughs> We're starting early here, folks. They get, the, they get their man cave, and then they put one of those guys in there. <laughs> <laughs> they all have that. They all have that kit where they make their own craft brew. Oh yeah, dudes making their own brew in their house. I'm not a huge fan. I'll be honest. It's never very good. Uh, I don't recommend it. Go with the. You know wine. when I like when I made moonshine. You know who I get. You know who I like had try it. Dad and Uncle Frank. They're winemakers. And they right. were uh, they were into it, or did they give you like an honest opinion? No, they gave me a straight honest opinion. That's why I knew they would. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they, you know, they were like, "Damn, it's harsh," but you know, a lot better than they thought. It was like, "Yeah." And never they- got the brewing idea. I always thought doing the moonshine was the best route. Man, you can have that forever, essentially. No, dude, you drink it's too fast. Oh, really? You just, uh, you, you instantly become a drunk no matter what? Dude, you know what I realized? <laughs> like, cause what, hap- what happens is, <laughs> dude, what happens is if you're making it, you're, you're drinking it, and then eventually you become, dude, it gets to the point where, like, I remember when I was, like, making it after, like, after about a year of making it, I remember I went to a party with the family. And all these guys were, like, drinking scotch. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was drinking it. I drank it like it was, like, a Coke. And I just remember, I like, it was the first time in my life that I was, like, I, like, tasted the wood note. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) And it was, like, the the moonshine, like, dulled your senses so much that when you drink regular booze, you, like, even, like, a Jack Daniels, I'd be, like, I could taste that. A tinge of pine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So it was like it didn't even feel the burn or the alcohol. You were actually able to distinguish the little taste. The kick of the booze wasn't affecting you, so you could enjoy the experience of the flavor. Do you remember watching Jaja drink cognac? Yes, he loved. Where that his man cognac. would sip it, and you could just tell he was enjoying the flavor. That and is you'd be like, how the fuck can you even taste it, dude? You know? Uh, you know, you're right, actually. I think you have to just burn the insides over the course of many decades, and then eventually you get to that beautiful point where you can enjoy it. Or you scorch your insides over the course of a few months drinking moonshine, and you become an expert like you did. Yeah, I did 40 years of drinking in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty pretty much sums up my whole life. <laughs> Do everything in a short purse. <laughs> that's you know that sounds like a party, man. Honestly, and uh, moon- no, I was just drunk all the time, dude. Well, moonshine's a clean drunk though, so you're not getting that like heavy hangover, right? Frank, I'm glad you said it because I literally wasn't gonna say it because nobody ever believes me. Well, an Frank, alcoholic says it, or would- an alcoholic, but if somebody else who's not drinking moonshine says it, it has you know. It's a little bit more, you know, true. Dude, that was, I'm not even joking. You would wake up. I would, it was the first time, like, that was the only stuff. I'm the kind of guy who, like, I'm going to get sick before I get that drunk. Bro. That's like, right. Waking, waking up drunk in the morning, you know? Oh, yeah. No, dude, the moonshine, I would feel great. I would, like, wake up in the morning, and I would still be drunk. Like, <laughs> not, yeah. not, not, not puking, no headache, you know what I mean? But you'd still feel like, oh, man. 
I, I could go again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you do a little hair of the dog. <laughs> yeah, dude. Not, like, because right now, if I drink regular booze, like tonight I'm going to drink. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. for work and do the last thing. I'm going to have a headache. Last oh, yeah. thing I'm going to want is booze. That's but right. then that's where the moonshine gets you. Wow. Well, interesting. I never knew that was the effect. My only thought process with it is it's clean. You're not getting all the additives and sugar, extra sweeteners yeah. and bullshit that they put in the other stuff to make it taste different. So, and anything mass produced, man. I'm not saying that they're purposely poisoning people or anything, but I think mass produ- produced anything, it, it just isn't probably very good for you compared to something that's made locally or in a small barrel, you know? I agree. I think your moonshine, even though it's harsher to drink, is probably going to be better for you. Well, I dig the grappa. Grappa is the wine-based uh, booze, right? Yeah, I guess it's the worst. It's harsh, but it's not uh, like it doesn't kill you. One thing I learned about uh, about still about stilling is you want to be like you want to taste it before you still it, and if you wouldn't drink it before you still it, you're not gonna want to drink it after. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and grappa yeah. is like you're that's, not gonna want to drink that shit before right. it goes into the that's still. That's what explains and, why grappa tastes like shit, dude. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dude. Like I would do like a peach uh, brandy, nice. and you would. You would literally die to drink some of it before I put it in this because it's just like sugary peach wine. Wow. You know? Yeah, man. It tasted great. And then you would still it and you get those sweet peach notes, you know? Peach notes, you didn't taste nothing. It was harsh. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're kind of, well, you sound like one of them Frenchmen. Oh, oui, oui. Are you a small yay? It was good, man. You, I got to the point where I would taste the difference between when I would do grape or peach. Oh, yeah. Or ma- a mango. Very cool stuff. Also, yeah. though, when you in, are in that world, you become the like big, fat, red-faced drunk guy. No, that was my problem. I was always drunk. I didn't even like, I'm realize telling you, it. just out here, I live in the land of yeah. breweries, and every dude that you meet who's a brewer is this just thick, you know, bursting out of oh. his T-shirt, red-faced, yes. you know, drunk dude. All of that them. Was, that was when I pushed the filthy 200, man. And once you break 200 pounds, that's it, man. I, I'm, my whole rest of my life now is going to be fighting to stay under 200. Oh, that's the barrier, <laughs> huh? I had no idea. Yeah, dude, it's like that, that dirty little thing, man. Once you break 200, it's so hard, like, I don't know. Right uh, now I'm at 195, man. It's it's hard. That's crazy. I'm trapped at 135. I don't know what to do. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't escape. <laughs> it won't leave me. <laughs> or let me leave. <laughs> can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, so lucky. <laughs> I think about how much better it was to be like 130. <laughs> it was so much easier to go upstairs. You know what it is when you're smaller is uh, it's public transportation is easier. Flying is easier. I've noticed yeah. that's the major advantage. I always can yeah. see people who are larger and not necessarily fat, but like tall. Flying must be horrible for people, you know, tall people. Anyone over six, four. Oh, dude. So I work with a plumber. He's five, three. And I'm I'm five seven. So me and him, <laughs> dude. People, me and him cannot go to a work site without somebody being like, "Oh, is that your son? <laughs> you, you guys got the same height and the same hairstyle." <laughs> you guys should. Bald. You should both grow some mustaches and wear a red and green T-shirt and just do the Mar- <laughs> do the Mario yeah, yeah, Luigi okay. thing. There, there you go, people. Point proven. Frank couldn't resist the Mario Luigi. They all do I it. I knew they were. Everybody gonna, sees <laughs> us. They do the Mario Luigi joke. They do the fucking father son plumbing. It's like, dude. <laughs> but I, I pointed it out to him the other day, the guy, and, and like I've noticed because I've really noticed, it's always the people that are only a few inches taller than me that are making all the jokes in the world about like the height. Five, five nine, five ten guys are going to make nonstop small guy jokes to the guy who's five seven, right? Wow. All right. The, 
the guy who's six four, like I've had, you know, I have friends of six four, six seven. Oh yeah, eat it. You know the guy, uh, our cousin next door. He's seven one, seven two. Yes, he's massive. Absolutely, so tall, dude. You think he's ever making short jokes to me? No, guys that tall never make short jokes because they've had points just as many times in my life where I wished I was that tall. They've wished they were this short. I. <laughs> <laughs> I've always believed there's more problems when you're taller. Uh, the world is not designed for excessively tall people. Uh, and again, anyone over that like six, six two or six four mark, whatever it is, you know, when you're basketball player height, it's tough to get around. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, look at Shaq, dude. He's got to buy custom cars, custom house. And you that's know what I mean. What I'm saying is, public transportation is the worst for tall people. Yeah, planes. <laughs> Yeah, planes, man. I'm Oof. telling you, like a, a person my size, I'm on a plane and like, even I'm kind of uncomfortable. I'm a little cramped. I can't imagine yeah, being right. like six five and two hundred, you know, three hundred pounds, and you know, Good like call. that's that you must like uh, the walls are just closing in on you at that size. Good call, dude. My knees hurt on that plane. Hell yeah. So yeah. the big guys, they got to buy the uh, the seats up front. I imagine. Sean Bradley, man, that's all I think of. <laughs> I know. That's so. Sad. It's a heartbreaking story. The man is enormous, but uh, He's so paralyzed. are all Oof. the basketball players now are like Sean Bradley size, though. That's what's so crazy about the NBA at this point is yeah. the game has changed. the The new guy coming out of France, he's seven four, and he plays like uh, you know uh, Kevin Dude, Durant. Uh, there's a kid in my class who just joined. He's he's six three, right? Oh, oh yeah. And uh, one of the short Mexican kids. You know, we're all the same height. <laughs> <laughs> Plumbers are short. You know. I think and, that's uh, necessary for the gig. You got to get into tight spaces. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, the one guy go. He looks at him and he goes, "Man, if I was your height, I'd be in the NBA." <laughs> and you know what the you know what the kid said? He said, "You never been on a court." He didn't even make high school. Yeah, man. 6'2". It's not about height. It's about talent. No, but dude, even in high school, man, I was at a middle school the other day and the basketball team was practicing. <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, I can suck all their dicks without bending over. <laughs> <laughs> their dicks are at my eye level. I'm telling you right now. They are so fucking tall. <laughs> These kids were like 14. I was like, dude. <laughs> They were literally like stepping over me. Wow. Yeah. Well, you uh, know, they get recruited at the high school level at this point. You know, it's uh. Oh, interesting. Uh, the school I was one of the schools I worked at, Dunbar High School. You oh, know who yeah. went there? I do not. Tupac. Tupac. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know he was a Chicago guy. I didn't either. That's what I said. But apparently, he went to high school at Dunbar. Like, all four years? Was that the... I don't know. I, I don't know. So if you go there, the only two people they ever talk about is uh, Jennifer Hudson went there. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a big deal. And I then uh, there's a boxer who fought Ray Lewis. There wow, okay. <laughs> no mention of Tupac. Wow, I would, like, highlight the Tupac, man. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. I heard that from somebody. I don't know if it's really true, but... Maybe they're just embarrassed because uh, he left Chicago and claimed to be a guy from California. And California, Mike, not uh, no, dude. It, it dude, it comes up even if you just if you just type Tupac Dunbar, it comes up. Tupac Shakur. Dunbar. Wow, All Dunbar right. High School. That's crazy wow. stuff. Wow, he went there for his freshman and sophomore year, and then out to Cali, going no, back. And then, to and then Cali? he went to Baltimore, wow. where he studied acting. Poetry, jazz, and ballet. There's your gangster rapper, folks. Oh my I god! Hope see, I, hope, I hope you see the veil has been lifted. Holy! Was this the original Mandarin? <laughs> That's why I think he's still alive, man. I'm telling you, they just made up the whole shooting thing to bring more attention to the the gangster lifestyle, right? I don't know. I don't know, but then there's another thing that says he went to high school in San Francisco. 
Oh, conflicting stories. Wow. Yeah. How dare you, Wikipedia? Well. But they they have a picture. Dude, I, I was in that hall. I worked on the bathroom that's in the picture. Yeah, I'll believe I believe the it's picture with Tupac. Yeah, I believe the picture of Tupac in the school being at the school than anything Wikipedia says. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm I'm going to stick with my story. You I worked at t- Tupac's high school. You should get onto Wikipedia and edit that uh that section, man. I tried, but it, it knew I was white. Oh, they <laughs> They got the BIPOC you filter. You know, yeah. you know nothing about rap history. <laughs> Wow, they won't let you include it because Mike, he's California must own him, and California right now not a great place to be. I gotta say, uh, oh droughts, right? There's historic droughts. Oh, it's so droughty. Uh, Amy Goodman is there, and uh, they had to get her <laughs> out of there. Uh, she's sucking up all the water that they have left. Uh, no, it's this is a uh, fantastic stuff, man. I love how. Remember over the summer we had the heat wave that was going to kill everybody in London? <laughs> yes. And then nothing happened? Yes. All right. Yes. And now we had, we did it on the show. We covered water wars, man. <laughs> yeah, no, literal Cal- water wars. There's not enough water. California's fighting you know, tooth and nail with Colorado <laughs> and Arizona. Oh, man. This is going to be crazy. They're in court. They're in court right now. Oh, water wars, baby. Yeah, well, uh,. <laughs> Long gone, my man. <laughs> Residents across New York and New England are digging out after the first nor'easter of the winter dumped as much as three feet of snow in some areas. Out west, the latest atmospheric river has moved out of California, but millions of residents are still assessing the damage while more than 100,000 are without power. CBS's Carter Evans is in Monterey County, where thousands are still evacuated due to a levee breach. Storm-battered California has endured yet another pounding. Today, Governor Gavin Newsom toured hard-hit Monterey County. And one of my responsibilities to be here for people that are underserved and underrepresented. And we'll oh, I didn't know they had a French laundry in that county. To get the work done. He sounds terrible. Still, you notice this? He sounds like he's got the raspy... Something, something happened to him with Is those it, shots. Yeah, man. he had bell palsy. Yeah, he did. Something, something took him out really hard because... His voice is not recovered yet. And by the Cut way, the old Bieber. Speaking of the Bieber, he's back. He showed a picture of himself or a video today of uh, his full face smiling. It was the first time he's able uh-huh. to smile. So thanks, Fauci. So it's that Pfizer That's face. So sad. Dude, the, fi- the Pfizer that face. Pfizer face, man. It takes a long time to heal. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy for the Biebs. And it sounds like uh, Gavin Newsom's still struggling to get that voice back. Wide after this massive storm, oversaturated hillsides gave way, sending a wall of mud into this Northern California home. South of Los Angeles, mud shut down the Pacific Coast Highway. The rain and wind toppling trees everywhere. right there. There you go. Am I, <laughs> yeah, dude. Am I the only person in the world that remembers every year the Pacific Coast Highway getting closed down? Yeah, man. Like, literally every year. There's like, a mudslide. There's an earthquake. You right, There's dude, a fucking... Every year, parts of the road would just be wiped out by something. Wiped completely yeah, out, and you couldn't use the, the highway. I, it's every year. <laughs> and then every year, it's, it's the biggest... Oh, my God, the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, they built a highway on the Pacific Coast. It's a very volatile area of land, you know? Absolutely, man. It's, it's like, but they make it a big deal every year. Yeah, every year it gets shut down. We've been treating weather the last year and a half in the most bizarre fashion where stuff we've seen for the last 40 years is now... Uh, you know, detrimental to our health and is going to kill us, and it's breaking news. Well, Frank, we didn't have weather before 2016. <laughs> That's right. Before, before Trump took office, we had no weather. We had no problem with politics. I don't know if you remember, everybody loved each other and agreed 100% on everything. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> Donald Trump just ruined everything. It's year zero. Everything started when he became president. It really, that was year zero for like half the population. It's pretty sad.
You know what I caught? Uh, you know what I caught our parents on the other day? Oh, I can't wait. Is they brought up something about Trump, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" They're like, "Oh my God, you didn't have you didn't hear?" Huh? And they, I forgot what it was. I literally forgot what it was. Uh, it had something to do with the. They're they're probably gonna get after all is said and done. They're gonna get him for the Stormy Daniels payoff. Oh, we got him, boys! Yeah! Like that is it. But the funniest part was, I literally looked at them and I was like, "Yeah, the only reason you know about that, I did hear about it, but I heard it on one thing I listened to, and that was left wing media." That's right, man. Nobody on the right is even talking about Trump. No, that's funny. You actually kind of just blew me away with that statement. Mom and dad right now, they they are way more up to date on Donald Trump than you are. But then they're going to look you in the face and tell you, you're the crazy white right wing extremist who loves Trump and is going to put him in. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, I don't think about the guy. I don't talk about the guy. I don't like the guy. I never really did. One thing that really got me with them is they don't even know. I tried to I tried to explain to them. You guys don't even know my opinion on the guy. Because you've never let me even get past the point where I say, you know, I don't think he was all that bad. And then that's it. (laughs) It's a a crazy derangement syndrome. That's the best phrase for it. And it's true. They can't get it out of their heads. Rob Reiner is patient zero when it comes to this syndrome. Like, he literally (coughs) wakes up every day clearly obsessed with Donald Trump. It's he tweets bizarre. about it during his morning piss. <laughs> That's like, right. And he pisses sitting down. We all know I this. I assume he's sitting down. <laughs> That's right. You have to when you have lady parts. <laughs> well, Mike, speaking of... Uh, oh, no. Well, are we still on the... Ca- we'll, we'll move on. I guess up the better, actually. Uh, speaking, I forgot about the California Speaking drop. of the lady parts, I caught an interview on NPR with a drag queen. All right. And I sent you the article. Did you read the article? Uh, I don't think so. I've been busy. Unbelievable. Uh, (laughs) Thankfully, NPR is great with articles because they're usually based off of stuff they've done on their radio stations. And so I got a bit of this cut uh, when they ask this drag queen about, uh, you know, performing. You also do readings for children. Do you do them at the club or at the library? I have gone to the library and I've actually been invited to several of our area churches here to leave. He's not even hiding that man voice, huh? (laughs) Thank you. I was waiting how long it was going to take you. That's deeper than me. (laughs) It's it's so jarring, dude. Well, Susan, I actually go by Tiffany. (laughs) Tiffany or Princess, whichever you prefer. I can't believe you said princess because. <laughs> no. You don't know where this is. congregations. <laughs> so what gets the biggest reaction from, from the children? I think most kids are so taken with the aesthetic. You know, if they're young enough, most of them just think I'm a Disney princess. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe you said princess. Oh, my God. Hey, buddy. Buddy. Nobody's... <laughs> Nobody's confusing you for a princess. He sounds like a trucker. It's unbelievable. I know. You could take the S off of the S off of that. <laughs> well, Frank, you wouldn't believe it. They all think I'm a woman until I start talking. <laughs> if you take away the bulge in my pants, the bulge in my neck, and this very deep voice, I. <laughs> I am practically a woman. I can't. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Why are they asking so casually like about reading to kids? This whole idea is so perplexing. It's so insane. It's so insane. Why do you need to be around kids? It, it's just, it, it's very strange. What is the benefit? What is the fucking benefit? And just the frame of the question... The, you know what I'm saying? The way it's a normalization of it, and like, you know, tell us about, tell us about reading to those kids. Is it well? Uh, first, I put on my dress, and then uh, sometimes I don't feel like shaving, but it's all right. The kids don't mind. 
the strap-on doesn't come out until uh, <laughs> till the fourth graders come in. They're you know, in- some kind of freak. They're interviewing this dude because he lives in Tennessee and he's protesting or he's um, been out of shape about the new bill that they're passing there uh, where they're banning the drag shows for people under 18. Well, if you're black, just go to San Francisco. <laughs> they'll, give yeah. you, they'll give you a cool $5 million. <laughs> No problem. Cool $5 mil, 97000 a year. <laughs> All right, let's get this dude's gonna he's gonna <coughs> tell us, you know, why it's important for this entertainment to be uh, available. Okay, people ask sometimes they're like, "But how do you explain drag to kids?" And I'm like, "You don't have to. They're the originators of drag. Kids came up with playing dress up. They understand it way better than the rest of us. Some of us just never quit playing." Can you stop right there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most of those children understand the idea of make-believe and pretend. <laughs> they understand pretend. God. <laughs> yes. You just nailed it, dude. They understand pretend. Wow. <laughs> this is, dude, I don't even know what to say about this. I cannot believe this has become a thing. <laughs> I cannot believe that we are now at the point where drag queens are reading stories to kids. Why? 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 Yeah, why? I don't get it. I do not understand the necessity. There's yeah, no dude. need. That's again, I always go back to the uh, hey, my name is Bob. I'm a dude from the street. I'm gonna read to your kid. You know, like, why? Oh, so gross. Dude, your job as a parent is to protect your kids from stuff like this. From, yes, from strangers. The, see, the idea of a parent is your kid's brain is just this, this ball of Play-Doh that can be molded into anything, right? And there's a lot of sick fucks out there like that guy who want to mold that brain into something they can use, something for their benefit. Your job as the parent is to protect them from that. We you li- know what I mean? Yes, man. We used to live in a time where, you know, kids were not exposed to adult things, and adults w- worked together communally to make sure it stayed that way. Now, adults are actively exposing their children to adult ideas and concepts and it's just dude our, it's crazy. our father went to go pick up our little brother at a play date ended up getting arrested for assault because some guy because of a dispute over a parking spot in front of the kid's house it's fantastic i know <laughs> imagine classic rage. imagine what our dad would have done if if, if some would have come dressed as a woman and started reading us stories you know what i mean like, where are the real adults in this situation? I'm always interested in where the dads are at. What dad is sitting there watching this crossdresser read to his kid? And his, boy or girl? Did you... And, I know you didn't watch the Oscars, but the two fellas who won the Best Director Award for everything and all that... uh. Everything everywhere all at once. Is that what it was? Uh, one of the guys in one of his multiple acceptance speeches mentioned how he grew up wearing a dress and how nothing was wrong with it and he didn't hurt anybody by doing it. And everyone cheered and it was this big moment there. And it's funny that one side is so protective over this issue, and the other side is just saying, do what you want. Can you just leave the kids alone? Yes. Stop exposing them. And so it got to such a fucked up point that now Tennessee passed a law where they're like, okay, look, uh, you can only see a drag show or perform a drag show if everyone is over 18. And they're upset about that. Dude, you know what my problem is? Is like I'm not some home. I'm not a homophobe at all, dude. 
if anything, I'm very liberal when it comes to like sexual, you know, like I, I fully understand. Like I could, I could take an objective look at it and be like, dude, there's no reason for me to want to do the things I want to do to females. You know what I mean? Like it's a natural. Oh yeah. I do believe you're born with it. Like you're just born that way. Right. That's right. And, and fine. I, I totally accept that, but you need to accept the fact that there's going to be, you're, you go to a kindergarten class, there's going to be a kid in there that's gay. And maybe he doesn't even know what that is yet, right? <laughs> but he knows he feels a certain way towards the boys. That's, you know, not how they feel or whatever. That's fine, dude. Like, my point is, the gay kids know they're gay. But then you bring in this cross-dresser and all this bullshit. Now you're just going to confuse kids who wouldn't have been confused. That's right, man. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And even the gay kids, like, they know what they, they, know what they are. You know who talks about it? You know who I love to listen to about it is Tim Dillon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because, you know, I know he's a comedian. He's really funny about it. But he has, like, a very realistic view. Like, when he talks about his childhood, you know, because guys will always ask him. It's like, dude, he, he's like, no, I knew I was gay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, like, like a guy like Tim Dillon didn't need the... My point is, the gay kids don't need the cross-dressers in the room. You know what I mean? And all you're going to do is confuse some kids who are not as morally set. I don't know if that makes sense. Not morally. Have you seen the pictures of these people? I mean, look at the article in NPR of this guy that they're interviewing. He does this photo spread. He's wearing, you know, just outrageous costumes. And they're over the top. And... I just don't get the whole inclusion of the children. And I've said it so many times, but why the left chose this hill to die on, I still, I will never understand. It's, it, it is just so, it's such a terrible fight. It's a horrible the, the, argument. The left have. is, it's, it's a war on children, the left. They want to, they want yes pro-abortion you guys have crossed the line of pro-choice to now you just want abortion everywhere all the time yes and and then whatever kids slip past the abortions well we're gonna indoctrinate them and make them gay exactly like like why dude what is going on what is going on here they want to you know stop the population man i'm telling you there's something something super evil going on oh or it's really hard for me to understand that people still vote for the left. When you look at everything they've, they've done to ruin people, like the, like the whole feminist movement and everything, now you just have a lot of unhappy women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. women who thought they were doing the right thing, but you don't know. You know, the idea of being a mother and everything, it's like it wasn't, it wasn't the oppressive patriarchy. No, it was thousands of years of tradition that women followed to lead, you know, and it, same thing with men. Like, you do think, as bad as it sounds to say a woman should just stay home and raise the kids, right? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just as miserable to think of, a, you know, as a guy to think, okay, I'm just going to go off to work every day so I can bring home money to this wife and kids that I barely see. That's right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, both sound miserable, but the truth is, if you do it, you're going to find yourselves happier in the end. And that's not me saying it. It's thousands of years of proof. Something Who's about... not happy? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm they're rambling. just destroying the nuclear family, man. That's what they want to do. That's the purpose here. That's the agenda of these alphabet letter organizations and groups. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't want to have the man and the wife and the children. They want everyone to be... Right, purple-haired and, you know, just changing genders and no more kids, no more marriages. It's just, it's all backwards, man. The idea that everybody is supposed to, you know, like uh, the open relationship fad that was going on and, you know, there's like a, it's just Hollywood perpetrates this idea, you know what I mean? Like, it's just anti-family. Yeah, true happiness is Nick Cannon and his nine baby mamas. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's what we should all strive for. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, man. I, you know, I, I, I don't I, know, man. My mom and dad, who are about to celebrate their 40th anniversary, they seem pretty, 
pretty legit. There's just uh, something strange going on with the destruction of our culture, the destruction of the nuclear family. There seems to be an agenda behind it and a purpose. And, you know, people seem to be catching on a little bit. <laughs> You know, it, you, you know what they told me in the army. You know, one guy told me in the army is, uh, I'll never forget it. Is uh, you know, happiness is is happiness is something that should is is only meant to be pursued. Oh yeah, happiness is something that's only meant to be pursued. If you can find contentment in your life, that's when you know you got it good. Right on, man. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. You're never going to achieve that true happiness all time, every day. You know what I mean? But if you can find that life where you're just content and everything is, you know, oh, yeah. balanced and, and just kind of level. Always aim for the level. Aim for the level, no doubt about it. And uh, it's hard these days. The world's in turmoil. Um, the economy's in the tank. And... I don't know. I Joe Biden looks worse and worse by the day, and what makes everything uh, he, dude Joe Biden is so old, even his doubles are dying. Off. I'm telling you, I think all the actors <laughs> are fading. But what's scarier? <laughs> the scariest thing, I think, coming our way, Mike, President Harris. Uh, there's a there's a uh, in the, one of the themes of the show is that her character uh, Selena Meyer is frustrated by the sometimes vague duties of the role. Like it's a it's a high constitutional office, but it's not prescribed so much about what you're supposed to be doing. Is, is that ring true? Like what does to, what is the actual role on a daily basis as you have found it? Well, I have the great privilege of serving with Joe Biden, who was president of the United States. <laughs> That's right. what gets a cheer? Exactly right. That's exactly right. right. But he did ask, uh, I think, about the, her job, though, right? So, Yeah. So, so she's going to talk about Joe. And, and was vice president, right? Does that affect so, it? Does, does it? Does he understand what it's like to does, be a vice president? He does. And he is, he really is a true partner, and he understands the job. And remember, we came in during the height of the pandemic. Yes. And so, so much of the work was about, okay, we've got to cover a lot of bases and let's figure out how between us we can do it. But he is um, an extraordinary leader and I wish that people could see what I see because uh, there's only one person who sits behind that resolute desk. And the decisions that that person has to make are the decisions that nobody else in the country can make. And he's an extraordinary leader. Brilliant. Extraordinary? I like don't understand what they're cheering for. I literally heard people this week who are, you know, vocal Democrat supporters talking about the crime and the homelessness and all the problems going on in Colorado. And they were openly saying, hey, I hate to say it. I think it's the Democrat, you know, the Democratic policies. <laughs> they're admitting it now. Well, I love how now he's extraordinary because he was he was literally elected based on the idea that he was ordinary. <laughs> That's right. Right? Yeah. He's going to be a return to normalcy. Yeah, he was the great unifier, if I remember. The great unifier, That's the right. return to normalcy. He was going to be the ordinary guy. We're back to the you know the ordinary politics. Now he's extraordinary. Extra. Ah, okay. A little extra. <laughs> I like that. And I'm loving Kamala. She's back. Uh, everyone should check it out. She's got a new haircut. Uh, she's probably... <laughs> Did she do a refresh? Oh, refresh. Hey, uh, you got to refresh to be fresh, Mike. <laughs> refresh to be fresh. We're going to change the Subway Club. We're going to call it the All-American Sub. <laughs> so Kamala got the uh, All-American uh, haircut, it looks like. <laughs> Looking fat. You got the George Bush? <laughs> the George Bush. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's a. <laughs> you know, Parks and Rec. That's that show right. does not get enough credit for how good it was. <laughs> the problem with Parks and Rec is it came out during like the height of the office. You're saying it got overshadowed? Yeah, it got overshadowed. But there's that one scene where Leslie's, she's like running for city council. 
and she goes to she goes to get a haircut where all the politicians go, but all the politicians were men. <laughs> so she she has a bit this like male barber. Oh yeah. Who give who gives her like the male haircut, like gel to the head and everything. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's what I picture with the camel. <laughs> no, no, no. She she got her she got her style on. Uh I she, they brought her back into the basement and you nailed it. It was a refresh to be fresh. And they're bringing her back out, and I think she took some coaching a little bit. She tried to no, hold... No, did you see the team they hired? No, I did not. Oh, dude, they spent, like, I think it was, like, uh, I can't, I don't remember. It, it, dude, it was, like, upwards of half a million dollars on this, like, elite team to come in. And, and coach her, her like, yes, okay. It makes just sense. Just coach her on, like, the public, like, uh, you know, speaking in public and everything. Because they need to TV ready and... her to be president. Joe cannot continue, man. He's not going to make it to the end here. There's no way. No, he's re- he's running again. I don't think he's going to make it to the end, dude. The guy's barely alive, or you <laughs> you said it earlier, his doubles don't even look alive anymore. Uh, he, They need to pass the baton over yeah, to Yeah, but Canada. they're not getting the Pfizer Elite drugs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm telling you, they keep rolling out the camel. And uh, the camel's explaining her duty here, and this is uh, this is what she does. That's an excellent. That's an excellent answer. And uh, the question was, what is the job of the vice president? <laughs> and your answer. Oh my God! Oh, well, you know, Stephen job- Colbert. Yeah, I know he's he's dishing it out, man. Oh wow! I think you know that's a black woman in front of you. I think he's a little pissed off because the network made him do that whole dance routine with the vaccine. Right now, uh, and now he's got myocarditis. He's got some problems. (laughs) Is to do. I mean, for example, I'll tell you. um, I was recently in Munich at the Munich Security Conference, and um, and the job there was to stand up. And as you know, most of my career I spent as a prosecutor, and I declared that um, we, the United States of America, believe that (laughs) Russia has committed crimes against humanity. You spent your career as a ble- as a prosecutor locking up black men for minor drug offenses. So let's keep that on the table. And I think most people know you from your previous career of dating Montel Williams. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Also a black man. Small town criminal. <laughs> for drug offenses. Yeah, the camel, man. What's Montel up to, dude? I don't know. I don't think he's doing the daytime anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. The daytime stuff, is that popular anymore? Do they even get viewers? I mean, does anyone watch The View? Isn't The View on during the same time like Montel Williams would be <laughs> Dude, on? I swear to God, the only people watching The View are like people that work for the Daily Wire and Fox News <laughs> who, are like getting, who are like forced to watch it to get clips for their bosses. It's hard to watch, man. Dude, no, no. Here's a little experiment. Just ask anybody you know. Hey, did you see? Did you see Whoopi say, <laughs> "Fill in the blank," right? Yeah. And every person you know will be like, "Yeah, I saw that on Tucker." Yeah, I saw that on. You know what I mean? Right. Like they yeah. all saw the clip on another show, but nobody actually saw the View. Yeah, no one's watching the View. No, there's no way. It's just Don Lemon during his bathroom break. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I be sandwiched between those bitches? God damn it. He wants to be on The View so bad. You know it. (laughs) He hates that Poppy Harlow. (laughs) You can always see them both just shooting angry glances at each other. I'm so much better than Whoopi. I almost clipped it, and I didn't. Uh, it was Don Lemon this morning interviewing Michael Cohen, the former disgraced lawyer of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you know why? Because he was the one that paid off Stormy Daniels. <laughs> dude, had- this, is why, this is what they don't get, dude. This is what Trump's the shit. Man. Trump paid this fucking Jew. He paid him? And he gave him money to give to the Stormy Daniels, right? This guy pays her off. 
He gets caught. He squeals like a fucking pig, right? (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump just drops him. I don't know that guy. Don't know what he's talking about. No, I fucked that bitch, but I didn't pay him. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like that, dude. And then he went to prison. Dude, you're such a piece of garbage. That this guy fucks a fu- this guy fucked a porn star. <laughs> you went to jail. <laughs> Listen, I, I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life, but I never have and never will go to jail for somebody else fucking a porn star. Well, you never you know. know. I mean? You know, the podcast is still young, so uh, not a lot of not a lot of plumbers <laughs> going to jail for somebody else fucking a porn star. That seems more like the. The lawyer thing. <laughs> I love <clears throat> bringing back uh, Michael Cohen, Stormy Daniels. The gang is back together, Mike. Uh, what's Avenatti well, up they, to? I was going to say, like, <laughs> they, they would have brought Avenatti, but he's in prison. <laughs> Every, all these characters are doing time for something or other, and uh, you bring them back, do some cameos. It's just. Nobody wants to talk about that. Literally, literally, Trump fucks a porn star. It becomes this big national circus. (laughs) All the courts get involved, and who goes to jail? The two lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) Not Trump, not the porn star. The two two lawyers ended up in jail. You just blew my mind. You're right on the money. The two lawyers went to jail. How does that fucking happen? Yeah, because the one lawyer for Trump was illegally giving money to the other one who was stealing <laughs> money from his cust- his client. And then he tried to, like, uh... <laughs> listen, listen. According to our him. mom, the greatest con man in the world, he fucked this prostitute porn star. That's right. And out of the whole thing, the only two people to go to jail, the two dirtiest motherfuckers in that deal, were the lawyers. That makes sense, <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's about right. that just summed up america yeah man oh that's incredible and just the they're bringing it back and nobody fucking cares like you know what's funny about the trump stuff and the derangement syndrome of like let's say the time frame like 2016 and all that and and uh through 2020 is the economy before covid pretty good so nobody had anything to worry or care about. So they were obsessed with Donald Trump fucking the porn star. You know, like there was nothing else to think about. Uh, yeah, now so good. the world is so fucking wacky and the economy is in the is just so shitty that nobody cares about Trump and the porn star. Nobody cares about Trump. Wow, oh, good call, dude. Dude, that's a I didn't even think about. Nobody even knows that he's about to get indicted for the Stormy Daniels thing. Who cares? Like, you're right. Nobody cares. Even the people on the left. It's just the cost of living is unaffordable almost across the board for everybody. And so who cares yeah. about Trump and this porn star and the lawsuit? Like, well, can we well, spend our money that, dude, on better the, things? Uh, the left is going hard on DeSantis. Like, more people on the left are worried about DeSantis now than Trump. And that's just a media narrative built up also, you know? It's it's kind of funny, like... Well, because DeSantis is... So Trump is Hitler. That's right. So DeSantis, DeSantis is Hitler, but he's smart. Oh, wow. Uh, cunning. He's a cunning <laughs> Hitler. He's mini Hitler. <laughs> cunning. He's, think, they do make fun of Ron DeSantis. He's only 5'7". I right? was going to say, he's a, a little smaller than Trump, so you could, uh, short guy. could throw out the mini Hitler there. As an aside, for a callback, I want to say, your mini Fauci, Fauci with an I, may be one of the funniest jokes I have ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. No, no, it's Tony with an I. Or to- yeah, Tony with an I. I'm sorry, Tony with an I. I call him Tony with an I. <laughs> I couldn't handle that one. <laughs> See, I thought that was good, but I, I like the mini Pinterest better. 
Mini pinchers, yes, he very tortures, funny. He tortures the mini pinchers. But, Come on, that's but genius. Tony with an eye, it's just it, there's, there's a lot going on with that one. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a little more feminine. Than me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it for a long time. Like, I, I'm gonna tell you this. There's a lot of levels to that it's one. People don't to, give me credit. It really is like it's it's an it's an onion of a joke. Like yeah, it's there's layers. there's a lot of layers to it. If you really if you start to peel back the Tony with the eye, the mini Tony, that's that's very funny. There's a lot. There's a lot happening there. (laughs) Sometimes I get drunk enough to sound smart. (laughs) Oh man, he's gonna be on the defensive soon. I'm really, I'm really hoping they pull him on to the, uh, you know, when they do the big Senate meetings. With oh, all the cameras, C-span? yeah, I really want to watch one of those go down for like four hours, and he's sweating, and pouring himself. Jim Jordan, Grandpa, <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> you know, and he keeps. Grandpa, <laughs> you do not know what you are talking about. <laughs> I seriously can't wait for that. Like, I just yeah. really want the whole debacle on TV. <laughs> it, you know, just. They break for lunch. Can we break for lunch? All right, all right, we'll break for lunch. I love what they got to break for lunch. <laughs> I really need to go to lunch. I've been thinking about the locks and bagels all day. <laughs> Martha, put them in my lunchbox. She knows I love it. <laughs> His lunchbox obviously comes with a picture of a beagle on it, I imagine. <laughs> See, I was thinking, I, w- I was going to go more with Ozzy Osbourne, because he bit the bat. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love anybody that's willing to bite a bat. Really helps my cause. <laughs> it sells his story. <laughs> Grandpa, I have photographic evidence that people from Britain have been biting bats since 1973. <laughs> Exhibit A, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Check and mate. <laughs> the bad theory. He's going to go to the grave with the fucking bad theory. <laughs> the bad theory, yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. Frank, people all around the world love the taste of bats. <laughs> The bat didn't have sex with the pangolin. The bat's virus had sex with the pangolin's virus. I'm not stupid. Don't be crazy. The fucking pangolin. I always forget about the pangolin. I didn't even know a the, pangolin no, was... The only thing. reason the virus was able to go into humans is because the bat virus had like 6% pangolin virus. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did they find a pangolin? They're like, yeah, 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 mixing the pangolin. All right, all right. That'll do it. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, we knew the bat would fuck the pangolin. <laughs> we, we didn't know the viruses would interact like that. Uh, we didn't know that's how gain of function worked. <laughs> so you, you're thinking that uh, the mixing was just getting the bat and the pangolin a little drunk, get them in a room together. <laughs> Put on, a, put on some Marvin Gaye, and uh, let's get it on. The, you know, they just kind of uh, get it, you know, get down. But uh, or, Frank, if there's one thing uh, I uh, learned from watching Jurassic Park, right. nature finds a way. Oh, hey, I love with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, they see nature fights. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's life, isn't it? Life finds a way. Oh right, good call. Nature too, though. Nature's life. I'll give it to you. And I like a life good. Life is nature. I like a call back to the uh to the Jurassic Park. I was worried for a second you were gonna quote something from one of the newer ones. Uh, that would um kind of bother me actually. I'm not sure if you saw the last three. They were Dude, uh, the pretty last atrocious. One. Oh my god. Brutal. <laughs> It was bad. I, I don't think I finished it. I'm not oh, going to lie. Torture. Literally torture to watch. I was just chatting with Emma how we haven't finished a movie in like four years. I think like, the last oh, one. Well, well, no, that makes sense because Hollywood hasn't finished an original thought in four years. 
<laughs> Give me a fucking original thought in a fucking movie. Jesus fucking Christ. I, like, honestly don't think I, I can. They're too long. I fall asleep. We never go back to it. And uh, I forget about it. And the last one we finished was The Menu, I think. That was it. Great movie. That was it. Yeah. Dude, I want to be entertained. I don't want to go there and learn about your fucking world beliefs. You know? And I don't know. No world beliefs and no world building, actually. And this is why I can't do the Marvel stuff or anything. Like, I don't have time to do my homework and study up on, like, ten years of your content to know what you're talking about in this movie. It's not worth it anymore. For real. And the the last few years, man, you know, Disney's putting out the TV shows, the movies. Star Wars is doing the same thing through Disney. And... All the movies, Avatar, everything, three hours, two hours plus, I can't dedicate that time to go to the theater, and then I'm at home, it never it never makes it on the screen. Or if it does, no. we make it through 30 minutes, max. It's incredible. I, it just yeah. never happens on any day or night. I don't know what it is, but movies are, if they're three hours long, they're boring as shit, and I'm not going to make it through. That is weird, right? Well, they could, you should have cut it down and made it entertaining so I don't fall asleep. The fact that I'm falling asleep means the shit that I'm falling it's asleep during, you should have cut it out of there. Not important. Yeah. It's been killing me lately. So. And it's not that we're old, dude. We're still in, the, we're supposedly the prime demographic still, right? No, there's just <laughs> no good movies, no good concepts, nothing's original. And then original. everything it's- is bloated to the max dude i always go back to uh there will be blood oh yeah that that movie or uh what's that one where the dude finds the money and then that mexican dude like yeah, they came out down. yeah no country for old men they no came country out for old fantastic men fantastic flicks absolutely dude these are movies with like literally no action dude, dude there's like an hour where nobody's talking <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah but i don't fall asleep Fantastic movies. That man, that's a great call. Something changed. I gotta say, it has to but the, be. But the you're right. But then culture. you put Avatar, where it's like a billion dollars in action in uh uh the you, revenue you know, technology. That it in. Yeah, they put all the technology into all the graph, all the computer graphics, the CGI, all that, and I'm asleep in 15 minutes. <laughs> that's right. Daniel Day Lewis doesn't say a word and is drilling for oil in Texas in 1800s, and I'm. I'm glued to the TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? What <laughs> happened? Like, what changed with movies and entertainment? And it's, a, it's across the board. It's with TV shows, everything. Uh, and even our sports are getting boring, man. They're too predictable yeah. these days. Come on, dude. Too predictable. <laughs> no, you're right. It's not that, dude, that, that movie was, what, 10 years ago? What, Avatar? It's not like that was like 1950s versus now. <laughs> right? What happened? Oh, I have no idea. No, yeah, you're you know, right. No, no country ago. for old men. It didn't win best picture that year. Insane. What won that year? There's no way you're saying that. Um, There's no I've, way, dude. Yeah, Ben Shapiro went over it. That it, is it, wild. It's a movie you never heard of. It's probably like Moonlight or. Uh... So what, what Ben Shapiro <laughs> had a great point is every movie that's won best movie in the last 15 years you never watched five years after that movie came out. Wow. And it's like, dude, yeah, there's movies I watch now. Like, the movies that used to win Best Picture, you could watch. You would watch five, ten years later. You know? Yeah, I I don't know what movies have won Best Picture over the last few years. It's funny, because I I watch the Oscars with Emma, and we usually, uh, you know, stick it out. But, I don't know, it's, uh, I've already forgotten what won this year. (laughs) 